Late American composer and music theorist John Cage composed a piece of music titled As Slow As Possible. The score of the song itself is only 8 pages long, but Cage made no restriction as to how slowly the song should be played. Some performances of the song were of varying durations, including 15 hours and 24 hours. This bending of the mainstream concept of music is what made Cage's work significant in a philosophical sense. But in 2001, an ambitious project started in a German church, where the piece is planned to be performed over 639 years, then becoming the longest live performance ever. The performance began in 2001 on an especially built organ and is still ongoing, with a note change set for September of this year. There is an official website for the performance, it's called aslsp.org and you can go there and hear the current sound being played and learn more about the piece and the many philosophical implications for this time-bending, generation-spanning performance. Hi everyone, it's Jailan and I'd like to welcome you to the third episode of Lyricalize. So far, we've only covered songs that were sort of romantically themed, and this time I wanted to take a little bit of a different route to talk about an old song that's actually very relevant today. It also happens to be by one of the greatest bands ever, a band that also has a very loyal and hardcore fan base. I'm talking about Pink Floyd. I've always loved Pink Floyd, but I don't share the intense appreciation for their earlier work, uh, which most of their fans have. Uh, a lot of it was groundbreaking in many aspects, but some of it, I suppose, is too out there for my tastes. And they contributed a lot to music, and I'm also a huge fan of Roger Waters and his activism against the occupation of Palestine. My favorite record from Pink Floyd is The Division Bell from 1994, but today I'll be talking about the fourth track from my second favorite Pink Floyd album, The Dark Side of the Moon. The track is titled Time. Roger Waters is the brilliant lyricist behind this masterpiece, and in this clip from a 2003 documentary film about the dark side of the moon, David Gilmour and Roger Waters talk about what inspired the song Time. In 1972, you know, we were all turning into adults really, I mean gradually, all of us at different rates and um, we were all changing. I was 29 years old before I suddenly realised that this was life and it was happening and this was not a preparation for something. I know the song talks about kicking around on a piece of ground and all of that but just before Dark Side of the Moon, it must have been at around the same time I suddenly realised that this was not a rehearsal, that this was life happening now. And one should grasp the nettle. So, let's dig in. Here are the lyrics. Taking away the moments that make up a dull day. Fritter and waste, 
the hours in an offhand way. Kicking around on a piece of ground in your hometown, waiting for someone or something to show you the way. Tired of lying in the sunshine, staying home to watch the rain, you are young and life is long and there is time to kill today. And then one day you find, ten years have got behind you, no one told you when to run, you missed the starting gun. And you run, and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking, racing around to come up behind you again. The sun is the same in a relative way, but you're older, shorter of breath, and one day closer to death. Every year is getting shorter, never seem to find the time. Plans that either come to naught, or half a page of scribbled lines. Hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. The time is gone, the song is over, thought I'd something more to say. The song starts with an assembly of bells and clocks, and the instrumentation on this entire album is really interesting. The clocks in time were actually recorded individually in an antique shop, and Roger Waters created the TikTok sound by picking muted strings on his bass guitar. And there's also the intro to track 6, titled Money, and there are other groundbreaking instrumentals like Speak to Me, On the Run, and of course The Great Gig in the Sky. In time, it's also really nice how the clock intro kind of just um, blends into Nick Mason's drum solo and then on to the start of the song. The first line goes, ticking away the moments that make up a dull day, fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way. And the verse is sung in a very powerful way right from the start. Uh, these two lines convey a sense of carelessness in a way, with uh, phrases like ticking away and dull day and offhand. And there's also fritter and waste, and the immediate meaning you find for the verb fritter is that it's basically a synonym for waste, but an older definition of fritter is to divide into small pieces, and there's really no way to be sure which meaning was intended here, but I guess the same idea of carelessness is conveyed either way because you are either wasting your time or not paying attention to what you spend your time doing or, um, or how you divide and prioritize things. The following line is kicking around on a piece of ground in your hometown waiting for someone or something to show you the way. And the theme of carelessness carries on with these two lines, but it adds a little more emotion, where the person is actually bored of their current state and waiting for an outside factor to intervene by quote-unquote showing the way. And this sort of passiveness towards the decisions we make in life, I think, is a phase that we've all gone through at some point, where we're just indifferent and evidently wasting precious time. Some people never come out of it though and end up blaming this wasted time on the lack of someone or something to show the way. Further on the song goes with Tired of lying in the sunshine, staying home to watch the rain. And I love this line because for me these activities seem actually enjoyable, but I had to ask myself would they be enjoyable if I did them every day? 
it feels like Waters is describing what happens when someone is just generally bored with their life and doing the same old thing every day but also not realizing that this is not the norm and that they should be um, actively working to live a fuller life. And you'll notice that here the song suddenly slows down and that kind of just takes away from the urgency but I think it can still be felt in the undertones of the music. The next line says, You are young and life is long and there is time to kill today. And then one day you find 10 years have got behind you. Again, this is an attitude that most of us are kind of familiar with. And in the clip we played earlier, Roger Waters talks about how suddenly he realized that he was no longer planning or preparing for anything and that this was his life happening around him and he has to live it before it passes him by. And when you're young, there is no clear transition between that phase and the next and one day you just wake up and the realization comes. The song goes on with um, No one told you when to run, you missed the starting gun. And this line returns to the theme of passiveness and sort of waiting for someone to nudge you into starting your life. And it resonates well with the earlier line of waiting for someone or something to show you the way. And the meaning you can take out of this is that there most likely won't be anyone or anything to show you the way or tell you when to run. It's something you have to figure out for yourself. The race metaphor is also very on point with the theme and it flows well with the next verse. But before it, uh, you get to enjoy what I think is one of David Gilmour's best guitar solos. Uh, lots of people agree to because this solo was ranked number 21 on a list of top 100 guitar solos of all time compiled by Guitar World. And you can also notice that the song doesn't have a clear structure as in verse, bridge, chorus and it's just three verses. And this goes to show that you don't necessarily need to limit yourself by one structure to write a superior song. The next line says, and you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking, racing around to come up behind you again. And the race metaphor continues on with this line, and it's blended with the sunset metaphor for a deeper effect. And I especially love using the sunset here because I think it gives a little bit of hope that it's never too late because the sun will always come up behind you and you get to try to catch up with it again. The next line is, the sun is the same in a relative way but you're older, shorter of breath and one day closer to death. And here you can see how things just take a more bleak turn when the subject of death is brought into light, although it has been lurking underneath since the song began. And with my overly optimistic interpretation of the previous line, I think um, you can guess that I disagree with the pessimistic vibe of this one. Um, the line basically says that the older you are, the harder it would be to catch up. 
and in many cases this actually holds true but at the very least I think um, I guess I want to settle for the idea that catching up is still not impossible. Moving on, the song says, Every year is getting shorter, never seem to find the time. And I like this line because the song again becomes slower while they sing about never finding the time. And it's a little hidden contrast that I have to appreciate. As for every year is getting shorter, this may allude to the idea that as you grow older your perception of time changes and it seems to pass faster. And there's a lot of research about why this phenomenon takes place, so if you're interested in further reading you can do that. However, I don't think it's what was meant to be implied here, not necessarily at least. Um, it could just be the simple notion of how we get preoccupied with our mundane daily routines, kind of just losing track of our goals and aspirations in the process. The next line is, plans that either come to naught or have a page of scribbled lines. And this line resonated strongly with me because I'm the kind of person that basically wants to do everything. Um, I want to excel at my job, make a podcast, write a book, make art, be good at sports and a hundred other things. But at some point I had to understand that if I never choose what I'll actually do, it'll all amount to nothing. And it's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none situation um, and I had to prioritize some things and let go of others. So if you don't do that or if you wait for someone to make that choice for you, you may never actually get anything done and life can move on to a place where it's simply too late to start. The next line is, hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. And someone on Genius.com pointed out that the phrase quiet desperation was used in a book titled Walden by Henry David Thoreau. And it's a really nice reference and the phrase itself sort of just wraps up the message of the song really nicely. And it also immediately reminded me of the iconic Robin Williams film uh, Dead Poets Society. In one scene in the movie, the members of the society read a quote by Thoreau from the same book, in which he says, I wanted to live deliberately, I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life, to put to rout all that was not life, and not when I had come to die discover that I had not lived. The last line of the verse says, The time is gone, the song is over, thought I'd something more to say. And this line has a very defeated tone to it and if you're in that headspace it can be very depressing but there's also a little fun bit where the fourth wall is broken and even when they say that the song is over it goes on with an extra verse that comes from Breathe uh, which is the second track on the album and Breathe is also dealing with the same theme of life and death and the passage of time. This part, uh, marked by the band as Breathe Reprise, goes on to say Home, home again, I like to be here when I can, and when I come home cold and tired, it's good to warm my bones beside the fire. 
Far away across the field, the tolling of the iron bell calls the faithful to their knees to hear the softly spoken magic spells. And the song just sort of comes full circle with this reprise, where David Gilmour sings about being home again. The verse describes a quiet scene with the church bells ringing in the background. And we can just assume that what's happening is a funeral service. Uh, and I think the line far away across the field signifies a sort of detachment that the writer has from what's going on in the church. And it plays more into the idea of him not realizing how fast life is passing him by. Breathe is another one of my favorites of this album and it's globally I think one of the most well-known Pink Floyd songs and if you listen to Time and Breathe back to back it would make a lot of sense that the reprise of Breathe was added to the end of the song. The Dark Side of the Moon was actually a transformational record through and through. Uh, the amount of creativity that the band puts into producing the different sounds overwhelms you every time you listen to it. And Dark Side of the Moon is a concept record against which I think all concept albums should be measured. I've been collecting vinyl records for about two years now, but unfortunately I haven't yet been able to buy either The Dark Side of the Moon or The Division Bell. Uh, and with vinyl records I feel that it's very important that you actually enjoy listening to the album from start to finish, otherwise the experience is just incomplete. And that's why I'm definitely making that big purchase someday. I'd like to also recommend that you watch the 2003 Dark Side of the Moon documentary where the band talks about each song on the record and there's also a really interesting article in Rolling Stone magazine in which a couple of musicians including Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins uh, give their accounts on the legacy of the album and how it influenced them. Thank you all for tuning in, truly, um, I have to take a moment to say how glad I am that there are people actually listening to this podcast other than my friends and family, and I hope you guys are really enjoying it so far. And don't forget to check out the playlist for this episode as well as the playlist for the two previous episodes where you're gonna find uh, similar songs to... Um, the song that we talk about in that specific episode and uh, you can just check that out if you're looking for something new to listen to and as always I'd love to hear any feedback that you guys have so you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram to do that thank you again for tuning in and we'll see each other soon in our next episode